This is CliffCentral.com. It's another one of those really great days. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Welcome to Unplugged and In Charge. This is on Cliff Central. You're chilling with Wizard the Maestro. Wizard that guy. I'm not alone. I'm always here with a couple of really great people. And on my left-hand side, I've got the man of the hour. He's part of the Destiny Top 40 Men Under 40. Welcome to the league, brother, Simpiwe Petras. You, 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 you. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Yeah, man. And to my right hand side, I've got the man who's come on out here with some guns today. He's wearing Bulls t shirt, Bulls cap. He's got Bulls arms as well. Man, he's so on target, on point. He's the Bullseye. It's Mr. Bondi everything. What's, what's happening? What's happening, everybody? <laughs> Are you guys good? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. We're good, bro. Fantastic. Gentlemen. Let's just have a chat quickly about the day. What has been the highlight of the week? Let's start with you, Vaughn. Whoa, man, the highlight of the week. Uh, yeah, you know, it's dope. You know, it's dope. Uh, this week, I made some major adjustments to my life. Yeah? Yeah, like some decisions. Like, you know, sometimes in life, you got like you, you hit these crossroads where you have to make a decision. Either go left or right. Yeah. Or you kind of stay in between and try and split yourself in two, which usually ends up... You're not really going anywhere, right? Mm. So I had to make a yeah, I had to make a few a few big decisions, uh, like cut a few ties with certain things I was doing, and yeah, man, I did that, and uh, now it's and that was when that was Tuesday, yeah, and now it's Thursday, so it's like two days in, but it feels good. Feels good. Yeah. All right. Good. To cut some things out. Cut yeah. It. Cut some things cut out it. so you can focus on what really works. You cut it. Yeah. Cut it. You feel me? <laughs> Away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Simpiwe, what has been the highlight of the week for you? Yeah, man. It's been a great week. You know, like um, life is great, man. Blessings on blessings on blessings. That's all that's happening in my week. You know, Disney Top 40 Under 40 was really a, a, a great way to start off the week. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Shout out. Thanks a lot, man. But yeah, no, God's faithful, you know. He's really presented me with a lot of opportunities. I mean, I've had an amazing time with Gusto Project. We're doing some major things, and I'm, I can't wait until the episode's launched. We've been yeah. interviewing some really influential people in South Africa, and uh, we're making moves, bro. We're making moves. We're out here trying to get the, the artist's point of view on some critical issues in South Africa. So, Let's like... Go. That's that's what I'm enjoying. Some can't know? wait for the episodes to air so the DMs can light up. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, relax, bro, relax. It's so. spice, bro. You like spice, you know that. Hey. That's yeah, why I told you, bro. That's why I vibe with you, dog. You always <laughs> adding spice to things. It's going, it's going down in the DMs, bro. In a real way, especially when you are, when you when your episodes air. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, bro. So, where's the? How's your week going? What's the highlight, buddy? Um, well, I think the highlight is tonight. I'm um, I'm emceeing the global. Uh, clean Tech Innovation Program Awards right here oh, in South right. Africa, so that should be a pretty big thing. So <laughs> the global clean tech, yeah, so like yeah. green energy. Yeah, it's about green energy and it's guys who've really done big things in, in that in that space. You I know, still, trying to make sure that the future of our country looks greener. I dog. guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so legalize marijuana, it'll definitely look greener. I'm <laughs> I'm hey, 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 <laughs> hey. I'm playing. That's Von, really dope, though. Vaughn is the is the guy that your mom warned you against. <laughs> that's true. That's true, though. That's true. I told you guys, I'm not a role model. I'm a leader, bro. Oh goodness. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're a leader by living your life. It's I ain't very... a role model, though. Yeah, no role nah, models. Nah, no role models, bro. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, if you yeah. say so. 
Nah, man. Now, um, one of the really big highlights, something that's still coming up, is of course rules of engagement. Yeah, that's this dope. is this is now just a few days away. I mean, it's Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. This Saturday. So, I mean, if you haven't RSVP'd yet, I mean, the event is free, guys. We're trying to make sure that it's something really great and positive where young people can, you know, sit around the table and discuss things that are, um, you know, about gender privilege, things about, um, you know, um, why, why are men cheating or my, maybe why women cheating? Yeah. And, and marriage. Yeah, yeah. Relationships. That's all it. those things. It's, All those things, it's yeah. important because we always talk about like dialogue. We always talk yeah. about it. Like, let's oh. have dialogue. We need more dialogue in the country. Yeah. We need to talk more openly about things. So we were like, cool. Let's let's you know let's put something together where that can happen. Let's yeah. light it up. Yeah, if you guys room. felt like that, you should just yeah. pull through. And I mean, the difference is that we always have women seminars and and yeah. this and that about women, women empowerment. Yeah. But the the challenge is we never have um, women and men sitting together because sometimes you women are, are you know talking about the the challenges they have. In the workplace, the challenges they have at home, but yet the men that they need to be speaking to aren't there in these dialogues, especially when it's the seminars and the, those type of things. So now for the first time, we decided, let's have it now, the realest talk in the country. We have 50 guys, 50 girls, and we debate on some really touchy subjects. And yeah, I, think, <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be a lit conversation. Ah, it's going to be too lit, bro. Like, yeah. I don't, it It's going to be very interesting. The thing that I love is that we're going to be talking like we normally talk as the boys or when the girls talk about guys. But everybody's yeah. gonna be there And you're gonna yeah. have to Defend yourself And you're gonna have to Carry your point across <laughs> yeah. Because if you don't Defend yourself Nobody else will out there You're Yeah yeah. I mean here's the cool thing About everything Is that um, um, We still have space for you There's about 80% I think it's about 80% full There's still about You know 20 20 seats remaining So you can still RSVP In mail info At unpluggedandincharge.com With your name and gender That's pretty much As simple as it is It's going to be happening In Rosebank Um, This is the uh, um, Standard Bank Incubator And to get there Is so simple Like if you take The Gau train for instance You get off At the Gau train Opposite the road There's Standard Bank Already And you know The guys from Unplugged and in charge Will be dressed in all black We'll be able to direct you to the venue. Yeah, and can we actually get more guys to come through? Like, can the gents yeah, pull through? We need, in, we need in a I real mean, way. Exactly. In a real way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we. I I know that often in our um, seminars, you always hear. What about the women? But this time the women have pulled through. Yeah. So now I don't want it to say, what about the guys? Come on, guys. Let's come, come up in a real way, dog. Because at the end of the day, these women are going to drive over us if we're not there. I'm here for the guys in a real way. So I'm going to be there defending the guys. But I need some support from the gents in a real way. Yeah, hashtag Asnavalu. Asnavalu. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, I mean, today's conversation um, really is, is centered around, you know, the whole victim mentality. That, that people always seem to talk about. I think every time when we say, hey, we want to empower young people and so on, uh, we always hear a lot of people say, yeah, you need to empower them because everyone's got this victim mentality. And we're thinking, how about this victim mentality? Can we zoom in on it? Um, I mean, the theme is, is the black man or the black woman still a victim of poverty in postmodern South Africa, mm. I mean, um, we we've looked at a lot. A lot of you know things changed throughout the decades. Um, does Africa? Does the African child have equal opportunities to construct a a future that is bright and pros- prosperous for him or her and for their family? And what are some of the solutions going forward around you know this this type of theme? Mm. Is the black man still a victim of poverty in postmodern South Africa? What do you guys think? 
I'll be honest, bro. If uh, if the black child wasn't a victim, there wouldn't be things like fees must fall first and foremost, and there wouldn't be a march today at the union buildings. I'll be yeah. I'll be honest. At the same time, if I wasn't on radio today, I would be at the union buildings because I think we there's a there's a huge injustice out here in our country, and uh, we all have a part to play. This is not a fight for students or or people that are studying right now, but really a a, a, a thing that a platform that we need to use to address the various injustices we face. So when it comes to education. There's huge injustice. The the black child is a victim of poverty in postmodern South Africa. It's not just in education. There's a lot of other things that we can talk about. But right now, the main talking point is really education. I feel like we have to be very careful how we use postmodern South Africa. Like we have to, we have to be careful when we use that word because I think that's the word that's misled everybody. Yeah. Like postmodern South Africa, right? That 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 uh, kind of leans towards, um, you know, the concept that South Africa, like. Uh, you know, changed into some new beast. But yeah. like in reality, bro, in reality it changed. Like nothing is definitely where it was. Everything is different. But in certain fundamental ways, a lot of things are still the same. Yeah. And uh, so when we talk about modern, postmodern South Africa, or we use the terminology or we, or we refer to something like that, we need to be careful because I think that's also what the problem is. The problem is that it hasn't changed enough. The problem is that we've kind of like pretended it has, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So like when, when we, when we say that we've got to be careful because you know, structurally and systematically things haven't changed enough to, to warrant something new, right? It's new because now what should just be normal is normal. Like white people and black people living in the same spaces or whatever the case is. Um, but you know, structurally and stuff, like a lot of a lot of things haven't changed, um, and it's not necessarily got to do now, uh, you know, all the way between white and black, or in all c- circumstances. In in a lot of them, it still is, but in others, it's now like become a thing of haves and have-nots, and and uh, you know, and 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 government and 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 all that type of thing. So, what what it's what it's become, or what it not what it's become is different, but many elements of what South Africa is today is still hasn't changed yet. And that's yeah. why, that's why, you know, things like fees must fall and all these movements are happening because people have recognized that, you know, they've yeah. seen it. They've been like, yo man, that's 20 years after some things should have changed. Nothing's happened. Like this is too much now. You know what I'm saying? So like we need to be careful about what we call uh, a postmodern South Africa. And what's the solution? I think that's, that's a, a fundamental thing, you know, because um, in, in our South African history, protesting is the only way you seem to develop a solution. Is there any other way? You know, the, these are discussions we need to yeah, have. Yeah, you know? I think the other, I think the other way is like, you know, why, why do we why do we protest? Why do the people feel like they need to like do all this stuff just to be heard? It's because they're not being heard. So like, the solution would be for whoever's in power to just start hearing. You know what I'm saying? Like people yeah. people need to start hearing what people are saying without having to go that far. You know what I'm saying? So like a lot of the time, a lot of the time we find ourselves in situations where. We're throwing bricks just because our voices are not being heard. So, like the solution in my in my mind, uh, you know, lies with uh, the people that have the power. Yeah, you know? and uh, it's up to them to decide whether they're going to use what they have to be a solution or to just uh, be a part of the problem. And of late, it just seems that they've been a part of the problem. So, you know, when it comes to so when it comes to a solution, it's either that we have to pr- hope that these people like that have the that have the power, you know, come to their senses, or it it ends up being something that we have to do. And unfortunately, the way we have to do things ends up being done in a in a way that um, you know things have been handled now, and yeah. it gets a little bit crazy because we are not um, 
in a position of power. We need our voices to be heard. We need to make statements. And that's why things like this happen, bro. It's actually quite crazy. I'm actually seeing a, vi- a video on Twitter right now of students arriving at union buildings. And, you know, it would be nice when students are trying to occupy union buildings that government officials meet the students at union buildings. In an ideal world, that's what would happen. But right now, students are being met by cops. And uh, I don't know if that's necessarily the right way to do things. Yeah, you know? it's such a crazy thing. Like what I've learned about this whole this whole s- situation is like it's funny how you know um, because we, you know where we live and the, and the freedom we enjoy in our in our country. We must mention that South Africa as a nation, bro, we're very free. Yeah. we've got a lot. We can say a lot. We can do whatever. I mean, like, bro, some of the things South Africans say on the, in the internet and in conversation in another country, bro, yes, bro, you'd be killed. Dog. Like, you can't speak like that, right? So we got a very free democracy, and we got to be appreciative of that. Because let that thing disappear You're going to see South Africans lose their minds Because yeah. what we too used to that freedom You know what I'm saying yeah. So we have to be appreciative of that Number one But then you know what bro The other thing is like um, yo, Where was I going with this dog I got, I got sidetracked We're talking bro. about cops and everything Oh and, damn yeah. oh, It's real dog Yeah I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe it's Nadia She's looking too pretty though <laughs> Next to me <laughs> Nah Yeah so yeah It's crazy how, This is what I learned Like it's crazy how someone's rights Can And when you fight for your own rights Can sometimes infringe on the rights of others you know, like how I saw those kids throwing like um, having a little bit of a, a chat around how they also have a right to finish their education. Yeah. And how, you know, yes, we have a right to free education, but right now we also have a right to finish ours. So these things are starting to clash within students and it becomes a very difficult like space to operate in because so many rights and so many different things that people feel. Um, you know, this is where we need people with the power to make decisions. Yeah. You know, to make and it be okay. be leaders, dog. Yeah. So it's tough, dog. It's tough. Yeah. And I, I, I think... Um, what you're mentioning there now is quite profound. Um, at, in one side, these guys are saying, look, let us all suffer so that when we win, we win for everyone. It's a win for, for your kids. Yeah, it's a win sacrifice for the future. Now. Yeah. yeah. So they're saying, let's all sacrifice. And some are saying, hey, man, I, I don't know about the sacrificing thing because I'm just trying to graduate. Yeah, like I'm trying I know, to be out. Yeah, yeah I, I, I met a, a gentleman who was um, who just left with like, a few things and then he, he gets his degree, you know, and he was just saying, Hey, Mara, this fees must full thing must stop now. And, you, and I mean, he's a black dude. I mean, is he privileged? I don't know, but, but who's, who are the people saying that fees must fall must stop? Uh, is it the people that just want to graduate or, uh, or are these people, people who are privileged? I think, I think, it, I think it could be a combination of, of both, but I think at the end of the day, what it is, is that people are different, bro. Yeah. Like you get people that are revolutionists and you get people that are just not. Yeah. You know, and that's cool too, because not everybody's got to be like a Julius Malema. Not everybody's got to be a Weza. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like not everybody's passionate about the same things. And that's what, you know, us as a, Democracy and as a free country also need to like accept, you know, some people don't have an opinion on these things. They don't actually care. And at the end of the day, that's cool because that's your life and you're yeah. allowed to dictate how your life should be lived. So a lot of these kids are saying like, man, what's going to change? Is anything going to fall? Are we just losing our minds? Like, we just want to finish. You know, we've yeah. been doing this for three years. Damn, man, it's my honors. I'm just trying to get this done so I can try and get some work or like start a business or like free myself, you know? So it's a little bit difficult. And I also feel sorry for kids in matric. Yeah. Like, dude, imagine kids in matric right now. They don't know what's going to happen now. They, they, yeah. They're trying to finish and then do we go to university next year? What happens? Like, mm. it's, it's an intense situation, you know? So I kind of understand why some people are, are to some degree fed up. 
you know, yeah. with, with, with these protests. But at the same time, I also understand why these protests are continuing. So it's a very difficult situation. The, the scary yeah. thing for me is the fact that there's a lot of division with, um, among the students now. There's no clear leadership. That, like you said, everybody's got the right to do what they want because it's their life at the end of the day. But how will we ever move forward if there's no unity? You know, th- will the solution arise if there's no unity? And what do other people have to, what other roles do people have to play apart from being a student in devising the solution going forward? Because if there is no unity and there aren't people getting involved and trying to engage and develop solutions, where's the solution going to come from? Because government clearly is not willing to engage. Students are trying to get the attention of government. And, you know, it's a, it's a catch-22. People are going to school. People are going to protest. Some people are going to graduate uh, and make and study like uh, a UNISA student from the University of Pretoria. Yeah. Some students are, are really just out there, revolutionaries. So there are sacrifices and things that we need to play. But um, where does where does the solution come from? That's my biggest question. Yeah, it's. A, it's I think it's going to be an ongoing like discussion, ongoing yeah. journey. I mean, forty years ago with the um, Afrikaans Must Fall movement back then, though they yeah. didn't have hashtags back then, <laughs> way before hashtags, as Drake would say. Um, I mean, even back then, I think. There was probably still some sort of division, you know. Yeah. Some wanted Afrikaans to just be banned totally from from um, black schools and so on, and they felt like, why do we have to do Afrikaans? And some were like, well, Afrikaans is okay. It kind of like gives us an edge when we get into the industry because yeah. the market and and the economy is ran by Afrikaners. So let's just at least know how to communicate with them, you know. So I'm sure even back then there were these di- divisions, you know. Yeah. I mean, so divisions are not necessarily a new thing, mm. and it it does not mean that um, any of the successful uh, revolution uh, revolutions of the past never had any any divisions with within. There will always be different people. But the question was like, uh, is is the, is the black man still a slave to to poverty? And like, I think because of those systematical things I spoke about, yeah, like earlier, I think of course, bro. I yeah. think of course. I think it's just uh, it's just one of those things that needs to be addressed, and it needs to be mm. something that is addressed like with immediate effect, so that yeah. we actually create a better Africa. Cool. So, I mean, that was the question. Is the black man um, still a victim uh, in uh, postmodern South Africa? And uh, we're welcoming your VNs as well. I'm seeing VNs come in from the Unplugged and In Charge group. There's like a WhatsApp group full of superstar leaders, and they send us a thing or two regarding what they think as well. Here's one from CD. Yeah, damn straight he is. The thing is, the urban black man has a lot of challenges to overcome that the urban white man doesn't. For example, black tax. Once they graduate, they inherit this responsibility and this burden to take care of their family, whereas white graduates don't have that. And this allows them to exhaust other entrepreneurial decisions to make more money. And... If we look at mass media from Fox News all the way to reality TV shows, we go to magazines, circle back to newspapers, they all depict these derogatory images of black people, these poor black people. And now this this affects the urban black man because now he is indistinguishable from the so-called images um, used to... Um, market to white audiences and now we also see this in effect with insurance and mortgage bond risk analysis the black man and the white man who are at the same financial standpoint the black man will be seen as a higher risk than the white man just because he's black what do you guys think yeah man that's 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 true and like I, that's the, that's the whole thing when it comes to like privilege like you know i mean white people are privileged to not be seen in that light white people have been privileged to be always seen as something superior so these type of these type of things is exactly like the common goals that we we're going to create and we're going to we're going to we're going to address because it can't really we can't really operate in a in a free 
and equal society if that's the mm. mentality. But at the same time, you know, one thing I've realized too is that, you know, a lot of the time the future is not built fighting the old. Yeah. You know, it's built building the new. Yeah. So at, at the same time, like, don't waste too much energy worrying about the old white man that's on Fox News right now. Fuck that guy. He's always going to be there. <laughs> He's always going to be saying that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just got to try and find new ways to rather build, like, um, build a new way of thinking instead of, like, wasting so much of our energy fighting these, like, these old cats are never going to change, you know? Mm. Okay, well, we also got a, um, a VN coming from Dumi. Here's what she had to say. Hi, guys. I'm Dumi. During the apartheid era, a lot of government spending went towards infrastructure that served the white community. These are the choices that promoted poverty and broadened inequality in our nation. 22 years into democracy, South Africa is still dealing with consequences of poor fiscal choices made in the past. Income and gender inequality are very prominent in our modern society, and in most cases, men still earn more than women, and rates differ between races for the very same job. Even post-apartheid, inequality still persists. The World Bank's Gini Index indicates that inequality in South Africa has increased from 56.6 in 1995 to 65 in 2011. Currently in South Africa, we range between 66 and 70. So yes, the black man still remains a victim of poverty and inequality. And if the black man is still a victim, can you imagine where the black woman stands? Okay. You, 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 that bro, <laughs> that girl sounded like if a pen could speak. You know what I'm saying? Yo, like, that, I, that, that felt like it was written down. Like, did you read? Where'd you read that from? Wikipedia. Oh. I think she's a, she's a maybe she's like a debate champion. It's like, fine. I could hear factual, yeah, and that's the cool thing about cool. her. You know, she she's not just talking about opinion, G, but Gini like, coefficients she's and went and, and did some but it's, research. It's, on what she's saying is 100 right. And it's true. Mm. It's like it's very true. Like that's what's cool about our our, our guest today. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. we've got we've got a like a successful black. Black woman doing her own thing in South Africa, and now that's the because what she said at the end there was like, imagine where it puts a black woman. Now that's another another level, though. That's another conversation because at the same time, we haven't, we don't ever really put um, our our shoes or our feet in, you know, the heels of a of a of a black woman or an African woman because things get. Things get uh, things get tricky when you start going into that space because uh, ah, it's lit, bro. it's it's a whole other level, bro. It's a whole other level. I think I need to absorb that one more time when from Dumi, like because she went in, eh? yo. Ah, dog, facts. ah, she went in. Yeah, facts on facts. Five percent. Wow, that's 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 staggering stats. Eh? Hey. It's a lot though. Sure. All right. Well, talking about a black woman doing well, and where do black women stand? I've got Nadia Nakai. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How are you okay, doing? I'm good. And you? Oh, fantastic, fantastic. I mean, uh, you you've been hearing what we've been chatting about this yeah. um, the, today, and um, we we really had a interesting question. Now, where does that put the black woman? Yeah, you know what? Like I could hear the passion in her voice when she was talking because as black women, we want our men to succeed. Yeah. And she's also frustrated at the fact that we, it's it's like because of the situation that happened in our country. Mm. The, some races may have had a head start to our race. Hella yeah. head start. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we're just trying to catch up. And as women, we're fighting the inequality between our, our own race. Yeah. It's not just other races. In our race, we have our own inequality battles that we have to yeah. kind of fight against. And it's also the same thing in hip hop. It's the same thing wherever industry you are. Women are always seen as, as the lesser species. Absolutely. Doesn't matter what race you're in. So. Yeah. I, I I get what she's saying, and I'm also very passionate about it. You know, it's just the way that the, this the barriers that we need to try break through as as people. That's that's very dope because um you know I I had a conversation with with somebody a while back. It's actually like a year ago, and um 
she was telling me like, you know, one of the things that she picks up a lot about a black man in, yeah. in today's, you know, society is that he'll, he'll, he'll come home. Um, and he'll, let's say he'll come home and complain about how racist his boss was to him. Like, yeah. like this white man, bada, bada, bada. But as he comes home, and, and co- while he's complaining about that And that's his mentality He'll come home and oppress his wife Exactly And and, and not see fault in that Yeah not see fault Like yeah. that's almost the norm So 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 she was like She was saying You know the reality is that You can never be a sexist mm. You can never be You can never not be racist And be sexist Yeah These things work together Prejudice is prejudice So if you are sexist You 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 can't fight racism Yeah You need to be You need to understand the dynamics So that yeah You so, need to understand the fundamentals So that you can change it So basically You really need to be objective On a hundred percent Because you can't be Objective on this point Racism And then be yeah. subjective When it comes to sexism Because a lot of things Arise from culture You know There's a lot of cultural things That dictate how The man is supposed to be This type of guy And he's supposed to be there yeah. The woman's supposed to be there But we need to We need to clear those barriers And we need to start Really opening up And uh, talking And discussing And engaging the way forward Because if we don't talk about it It'll never be solved You know Exactly And I mean Nadia said something interesting Now she said in hip hop, it's like that too. So it's cool to like have a guest from a different discipline because we speak a lot of, in general. Mm-hmm. Like we got a, like a lot of the views that come, you know, from a from a very general perspective. It's cool to delve into like different people's you know industries and skill sets and figure out how this thing sort of filters into all of that. You know. So if you're talking about it in the hip hop space, what you know, what have you experienced? Or how do you feel about that shit? Um, you know what. It's difficult. Firstly, I just want to talk on the topic that you guys don't give people to interject. Like, <laughs> what's the point of having a guest? <laughs> <laughs> um, were you talking about where the woman, where the man comes home and he's complaining about racism? And oh, yeah, you can go. Yeah, you want to go on there. I was just like, it's the same thing with a lot of men against gay men. It's the same concept where they feel that's different. Okay, like it's yeah. diff- And I feel like that shouldn't be a case Because if it's different for you Then for the white man Who's being racist towards you Feels that it's right And everything else is different yeah. And it shouldn't be like that But we also need to tackle those issues Where straight men feel like Gay men are lesser Or disrespect them in some way Or they shouldn't be around them Because that is a hectic thing that, That's happening in South Africa Because we're fighting We're focusing on fighting racism and And equality and stuff But then it's like Gay people are just overlooked you know, yeah, what I, mean? I don't, yeah. and I don't like that. It's the same kind of concept. And in so. the lesbian space, is it the same? I, I think well, women embrace women, and women and guys like lesbians. So I don't think they have the same issue as I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but yeah. I feel like guys find it very exciting two girls doing the deed, mm. and women are are, are just nurturing. They're not going to be like, oh my gosh, you're lesbian. I can't be around you. We just girls. We normally like I've kissed a girl, but I'm not lesbian. It's kind of like yeah, more. And you of liked a, it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean It's like yeah. more accept- acceptable for women But for guys It's like this macho thing Like you can't be near me Or is he looking at me Why is he talking to me It's it's more of a Aggressive thing towards them Which is not Women are not aggressive we, We're loving nurturing people Naturally It's crazy I think I think you're right But I also think that The the view from a guy's point of view Of what a lesbian is And what lesbian encounters are Is also slightly distorted Because yeah. of like Porn and movies And yeah. things like that like, like in reality You know I don't think what you what these guys have this fantasy of is 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 almost like what what is possible in the world i think you know lesbian people it's a lifestyle they choose to to pursue and it's one just like a gay man chooses to pursue which is perfectly fine i mean every yeah. everybody's supposed to live how they want to live yeah and i do but i do think like there's a there's an element though amongst females maybe you can correct me is is like when you re- when you when you come into an encounter with a a, a woman who is um Lesbian and is openly so and visibly so and etc. There is a little bit of a a a weird a weirdness because you're not sure you know how how to 
how to approach or, or is it not like that? I, I don't know. For personally, for me, it's not. It's not like I've been hit on by lesbians, but it's, I'll never be aggressive towards them to get away from uh, me. I'll never talk badly about a lesbian being near me or okay. the fact that they hit on me. Okay. Whereas with men, it's a bit different. It's like, it's an anger. It's like, how dare you disrespect me by, oh, that's, you know, that's what, that's my point is that that's actually, true. it's like a phobia, out. right? Yeah. yeah and, that's you know, true. and it's, it shouldn't be like that. Just calm down. No one is trying to rape you. That's, like, that's, 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 that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Like, like yeah, yeah they're, they're not trying to jump you, bro. No. It's cool. It's cool, man. He just thinks you're good looking. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a little fruity. Yeah, <laughs> I will lie, but I've been grabbed by guys at the club. It's quite grabbed. A, it, grabbed. Yeah, it's quite dicey out there. Was like, it a grab, squeeze, and run? <laughs> hey, bro. It gets dicey out there. Like that's all I can say. But uh, yeah, I want to go back to the conversation, and I want to okay. understand from you, Nadia. How, what's your view on the free education march at Union Buildings and everything? Um, the black child is struggling in a real way, and they out there trying to do things. Um. Okay. So I have two things that I want to say. One, yeah. I feel like it's it's amazing that our youth have felt like we have the power to speak on things that we're not happy with. Yeah. Which is amazing because a lot of young people sometimes feel too scared to like stand up to a government, not just elderly people, but the fact that people these people govern our yeah. country, yeah. which I applaud. My thing, on the other hand, is that violence, I feel like, is never the answer. Yeah. But, and I feel in this situation, it's made people feel, that's why there's like a lot of cops and a lot of situations. You're saying the union builders, and it should have been like the leaders and not the cops. But people in our country are taking an, this opportunity and turning it around into something else because people are now looting stores. And I it's know like it's not NLT, the students. Yeah. And I know it's not the students. I, it's like people that are staying on the streets or whatever yeah. and they see what's going on and they see the chaos and they're trying to take advantage of Band that. And, yeah. And now they're actually making youth seem unruly. Yeah, I know that people that are studying are smarter than that. Education is always the freedom of the mind. They're yeah. not going to use that opportunity to loot a, pu- a Puma store. But now because it happened while you guys were rallying, it looks like students are unruly. Students mm. don't know what they want. They're taking advantage and they want to steal instead of an education, but they're fighting for free education. It just mm. That's what pisses me off really is that the elder people that are in that area and un- un- just be bystanders or support the cause, but don't use that opportunity to benefit yourself by yeah. robbing stores and yeah. tipping over shit. It's just, I don't like cars. yeah, just yeah. stick with the purpose of it. You know what I mean? And it's just like, that's mm. part but of the noise. Gen- gen- I think like a lot of the time though, even when intentions are good, yeah. you know, things like protests are not the easiest thing to keep, yeah. to keep under control. Cause it's like emotions, man. It's yeah. people's emotions. It's everybody's like, um, if economic situation Which is so vastly different In South Africa You know yeah. Some people see life Completely different to us Some people see that Like yo There's an opportunity For me to Like just be fed For two months yeah. You know So it's a, it's there's a lot, actually your point is that there's a lot of issues that need to be tackled. Yeah, a lot of injustice. It's yeah, not, yeah. yeah, it's not just the fact that education is tight. Because I mean, I went to Monash. Yeah. Monash fees were so Ridiculous, expensive that I yeah. ended up having to take a student loan because I had to take that burden off my mom, you yeah. know? And there's a lot of students out there that want to get an education, mm. but they physically can't pay for it. And yeah. I know in some countries like Zimbabwe, education is free for like the longest time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why when you go to Zim, you will always find someone that can speak English. It doesn't matter if you are a kiosk owner, it doesn't yeah. matter if you clean in the streets you are, if you go up to him he can speak English and Education communicate with you yeah. whereas in South Africa it's a bit different if you're in different places you're not yeah. going to find everyone that can actually fluently speak English it's actually and that should be your rights what you're saying is very interesting because people think that Free education will not mean quality education. No. Whereas in Zimbabwe, yes, they have the economical challenges, but that, that, that's different because yeah. that, that came from something else. It didn't come from the education system. Yeah. But the guys who are educated from Zim come to South Africa and they kill. Like yeah. first kill year, man, they glide because they yeah. feel like the things are so easy. The standard yeah. is so low. Yeah. Whereas, so they had free education, and but their education high was higher than ours. Yeah. And almost everyone has, is, you know, fair. Fairly, 
fairly educated there. Yeah. It's, well, it's, the bare minimums are were handled there. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. So that's why you can communicate with everyone. I think that's everyone's right to be able to to communicate with anyone that you want to. There shouldn't yeah. be a language barrier, especially mm. in South Africa, because we're so ahead yeah. when it comes to other third world countries. In, and in we Africa. do have a language barrier because yeah. that's why they have to have certain ads done in Zulu because exactly. they know that there are people who won't understand the English. Exactly. Yeah. That's why they have to translate things in in other languages yeah. because not because it's convenience, but because they know that there's an education problem and a language barrier. Mm. Not everyone understands the you know the universal language. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm of the firm belief that artists have more influence than politicians in the time we live. Yeah. So Nadia, from your point of view, what do you think is the solution? Out of like maybe not even just free education, but yeah. all the injustices we face in our country. What's the solution? Oh, well, one thing I know that about artists and the digital age is that we have a lot of clout. So yeah. when we say something, a lot of people listen, a yeah. lot of people retweet, a lot of people follow, and that is the probably the only power that we can use. We, we don't have power to make decisions yeah. where it's important. Yeah. We have power to get people together yeah. and focus on one aim. But at the, yeah, but at the end of the day, the decision is with the people that govern our country. We yeah. cannot change that. We cannot be in the same rooms as them and have the same discussions as them. At the end of the day, it's really just our influence and we need to make sure that we influence in people the right way and not yeah. the violent way exactly. yeah. to make sure that everything is cordial. Yeah, I think that's very important. And uh, with, with all these students getting arrested, yo, like it's crazy. I just saw on Twitter now, one of the student leaders uh, at yeah. the University of Pretoria, a lady Chirwa, just got arrested from a home what? at 5 a.m. this morning. Rasi, from her home? From her home. It says, at 5 a.m. this morning, police arrested Naledi Chirwa in her home in Mamilodi, saying she contravened FISMA's full court order. How is she in Mamilodi and contravening all of that? Like, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, this is wild. interesting. I think what they're doing now, um, government is trying to be smart. They're trying to take out all the guys that are influential the within leaders, the students. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because, I mean, I, I was I was driving past Tux and I saw one of the EFF guys. There's this tall dude. We interviewed him a while Amla, ago. Amla, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, w- Amla is also one of the, you know, the really influential guys at Tux. He's from the EFF <coughs> side. And he was walking with like four or five other guys. And I'm like, shucks, this is Mandela of this day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> these type that of guys can't walk alone anymore yeah. because yeah. the police are, are looking for them. Yeah. They, they're targeted and they're doing this for, for the future in a way, yeah. you know, and, that. and it's not just him alone. I mean, now it's, it's, um, the, the guy from, from the Lamini dude from, from Gable. Vitz, yeah, they arrested him as well. Same type of vibe. They'll, yeah. then they say, no, we can't give him bail. You could give Oscar bail for shooting someone. Yeah. You could give, so many other people bail for so many crazy things. It's actually, yeah. just confirmed that Amla was granted bail. Um, oh, so he's uh, about to get out. But it's crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. but why was it a hassle to get? Yeah, yeah. So you see, right. I mean, you you see yeah. what I mean. So they're trying to say the only way to stop the students is to take, take, take the away leaders. the leaders, yeah. and then all the others will just sit back. And they they have another thing coming if yeah, they yeah. think that's that's the case. Because no. I mean, students don't. It's they're not listening to one person saying, "Hey, fees must fall," and then everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah." If yeah. he says so, then yes, it's he's a must collective fall. belief. It's yeah. a collective belief. They're all affected by it. This thing was suppressed for many years, guys. I know so many of my uncles and, and people related to me, or maybe just friends who have, you know, tried to study, but then because of financial situations, they couldn't carry on. Yeah. And then they had to drop out. Yeah, They've me got, too. you I know see, what I mean? Yeah. Black people know so many yeah. f- friends and family that say, you know what? I, I was studying. I was, I was Black like a second year. Then I dropped out because yeah. I didn't have money. 
money and I'm working now. Hopefully I can save some money hey. and I'll go back. And sometimes they never get to going go back, back. Yeah. and they're hoping that, you know what, maybe you, my child, or you'll go to school mm. and you'll go for us as well. And I mean, that, that okay. story is, is the story for the last 20 to 40 to 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, now, for the first time, the young people of today are saying, hey, man, we've, we're tired of hearing all our uncles say the same thing. Yeah. And we're tired of the fact or, or, or that we feel like it's going to happen to us as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we're saying, guys, let, let's just talk. The, for the first time, the government is, you know, um, not as... Um, unruly as it was back in the days of uh, of apartheid, they wouldn't just shoot you now. While well, we thought they wouldn't, <laughs> and and yeah, I, I I think that's why this uprising is is so it's boiling strong. point, bro. Yeah. Like it's literally boiling point. The, the, enough with the complaining and talking. It really is a time of action because yeah. it's it's been twenty years of democracy and nothing has really shifted. You know, yeah. I so, think uh, I think yeah, it's a it's it's a hectic situation. But um, I want to switch gears quickly, just real quick. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna ask, I wanna ask you something, Nadia, about uh, about you directly in a sort of your space that you're in, right? Um, so you've had, so well done, first of all, like you've come up like really well, like Thank I you. think you've got like a lot of buyers and you're doing good, you know? Thanks. It's good to, it's good to see that, and it's also good to see it like from like the challenges that you've had, like yeah. on the way, and you know that that kind of stuff. So it's really good to see that you've overcome that, and it's it's almost like a nice statement to make because you, you you made reference to it earlier about like being a woman and being a black woman, and yeah. you know that's kind of like another part of our, our our content, and it's 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 you know it's um it's really inspiring to see that that as a black woman you've you've endured those things and you've made the right moves, right? Yeah. Um, obviously it comes with its challenges just by being a woman, you know what I'm saying, and you've also had to you've also had to push through those, but. I think one of the most important things about all human beings is like the the industries and the situations we find ourselves in are dictated. The outcomes are dictated by the way we perceive them and the way we believe with the way we believe in them. Right. So if you believe you believe something about hip hop, you believe something about your career, you believe something about yourself that you'd like to translate into your career. And that's kind of like what pushes you through because you, you kind of have that belief in yourself and what you believe hip hop and what you believe females in hip hop should be seen as. Right. So it pushes you through now. In that space, right? One of the major things I think, you know, being a being a fan of hip hop. I'm about to lose your point, my boy. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> no, no going, trust yeah. me, like, yeah. no. The question, the question is going to come. So, okay. so, one of the major things, one of the major things I think that that um, you know, should should happen within with females in hip hop is them being able to express themselves as. As, as, as artists, but also not be judged on anything that's got to do with sexuality. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of female artists, uh, especially in the rap game, are, are, are always, always oppressed in a sexual way, you know, um, yeah. by other, by, by other fans or by listeners. So yeah. you, in your own space, like how do you manage your rap career and your sexuality as a, as a female? How does that merge? Um, okay. Well, for one, I think women, okay. So for me personally, I've always been in touch with my sexuality and my femininity. I'm not yeah. trying to be one of the boys. And I've always pushed that, that in my appearance, I'm going to be a girl's girl. And that's the way it is. Yeah. And I've noticed that the funny thing about that point is that I actually get a lot f- more flag from women than men about it. Oh, wow. You would think that woman would rally behind and say, oh my gosh, she's so liberated and she doesn't care what people think. But it's actually the women that are one that are like kind of fighting me on it. Mm. And I, I'm still trying to understand that. I'm still understand that dynamic of what is the switch there? Like, you want us to represent you, but we must represent you as a covered up male looking woman. Mm. I don't know what the situation is there. Mm. So I'm trying to understand that, but this is something that I've noticed a lot. And um, at the end of the day, 
in hip hop, hip hop is difficult. Yeah. You know it. Everyone knows it. Hip hop is a hard thing to get into. Yeah. It's a very young genre in our in our country. Yeah. And just like the men are trying to find their, their grip and where they are, women are trying to do that as well. And we're gonna make a lot of mistakes, and mm. we're just gonna have to grow from that. But at the end of the day, people need to understand that I see myself. I'm not like oppressed by sexuality. Mm. I I see myself as a brand. I see myself how Beyonce sees herself, Rihanna sees herself, Nicki Minaj sees herself. Mm. I literally package myself that way. And people, I, you'll never please everybody. People will always have something to say about what you're trying to do. Yeah. But there will be people that rally behind you and those are the people you do it for. So at the end of the day, I'm just being true to myself. I'm going to shake my ass and I'm going to twerk and I'm going to have fun and I'm going to wear bikinis and I'm going to look hot. Flourish, and, You know, I'm going to flourish, flourish babe. Yeah. I'm a slave. I'm a slave. Yeah. But at the end of the day, People will always have something to say about that. But in their heads, I know that they secretly want to do that. Yeah. They want to be able to have the courage to do that. But instead of not having the courage to, they'd rather just bring the person down. Have you experienced like, it's interesting like the, that you had flack from females. In yeah. that space. And I can, I can almost understand it. Though. I get it. Like yeah. I understand why they would, like I get it. It's weird, but I get it. Yeah. But you know, from, from, a, from a male's perspective, so from like being in the rap game and doing what you're doing, don't you ever feel... Don't you ever feel, uh, if you're around other guys or rappers or whatever the case is, yeah. industry people, that, uh, you, they expect you to s- subdue your, your confidence or do they, do you feel like your no. confidence intimidates them? Well, yeah, I feel like my confidence intimidates them. My thing is that I'll never be lesser of me for anyone that's around me. Right, so cool. I think sometimes it does intimidate them and also the fact that the way that I uphold myself, I, I respect myself a lot. I value myself a lot and people can, can get that from me I've noticed that people can See how I value myself I'm not I'm not a little ratchet hoe I'm not a person that's like All over niggas And I, so when I I'm you. When I walk into the room I can feel the respect That they have for me Because you're being yourself Which exactly. is something that's beautiful You know yeah. Too many people are trying To fit under labels But you're really just Being yeah. yourself And that's the most powerful thing You exactly. know Do you yeah. think Do you think uh, You're in a relationship No Not anymore You're not anymore oh, Okay uh-uh. so I was going to ask Do you think that being in a relationship Helps you not be Or like I think so I think it did I think it did But it also Being in a relationship Gave that distance To people didn't Feel like they could They could try No 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 Not even that Thought that they could Get to know me Oh okay You know So it was always That that arm's length It's like Oh Nadia Oh yeah We fuck with her But there's that arm's length But now that I'm single People are now Okay let's see Who Nadia's about And they're still getting That value that I have For myself Which is great When When we talk about value Like I always I always have this thought Right like You know Everything we all make up our own minds about what respecting ourselves is. Because for yeah. me to respect myself, like I might respect myself, and I believe this is self-respect, but to somebody else it might not be, right? Yeah. Do you do you um, do you think that do you think that that's true? Do you think that how you see like you how you mentioned there, like you were speaking, you said I'm not all over guys, I'm not ratchet, I'm not a ratchet like hoe, yeah. you know, type of thing. Do you think that girls that do that don't respect themselves, or do you think they just respect themselves in a different way? Um, I think they respect themselves in a different way, but the way that guys receive that is different. Okay, guys, I, what I've noticed is that if you're gonna be all over the place, that the level of respect for you as a woman changes from a guy's perspective. I think it's the intention, uh, eh? That's yeah. the biggest thing. Do you think yeah. that's a problem with the guy or the girl? I actually, I think maybe both. Eh? Yeah. I think it's definitely, yeah, I can't put it all on the girl. I okay. think it's definitely both because at the end of the day, some girls just love having fun. Some girls are just like, they, they wild, they love having fun, but they're not hoes. They're not it's, ratchet. But now that's exactly what my point was. I was mm. saying that I think, I think guys are too locked. Yeah. Do you know I what I mean? So. You have, Predetermined ideas Of what a girl should be Exactly like. And those predetermined ideas Are based off like Of fundamentals That are, are from patriarchy And yeah. sexism And like history Exactly you so, know, so we gotta mm-hmm. Yeah dudes have to Dudes have to Unfortunately The world has put guys In pos- positions of power yeah. Unfortunately For 
woman from a woman's perspective. Yeah. Well, I am aware of those. Most guys should be these days aware of that and try and address them, right? Yeah. But the reality is that it exists. So yeah. for me, the fight is like, yo, dude, just because that girl likes to twerk, likes to dress and sexy, likes yeah. to have sex, likes to be sexually expressive, does not mean she can't be a boss. Does not mean she can't be a yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah. Does not mean she can't be respected. Does not mean she can't be successful. Exactly. Doesn't mean that's all she wants to do. So what if she likes to have sex? She can still do that and do what she does. So yeah, basically, yeah. unplug guys, your perception. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what it's all yeah. about. Un- yeah. Unplug your perception completely because yeah. we, we you, you keep limiting your own growth as well as as Another well as person, person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what That's right true. do you have to in, like limit somebody else's growth? You know, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. like it's a it's a very. Dice but I think thing. that's something that's really alive in say hip hop. Exactly that mentality that people think that if you're just a girl, that's a bit too much fun. You have like this level of of they have, they get this level of like disrespect. Might not be in your face, yeah. but when they're talking about you later, it's a different story. Which so is, can people just be themselves and not worry about other people? You that's know, what that's you have thing. to do because yeah. you have to live your life with it. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. like you can't live your life with anyone else but yourself. Exactly. You know, and as long as you're running shit, boo, do your thing. You exactly. got that shit on lock. Exactly. Yeah. Look, guys, this it's it's not as easy as it sounds because this is like deep, deep, deep stuff. I mean, yeah. I remember my little sister used to love watching Nicki Minaj, you know, uh, music videos and stuff on MTV. Uh, and you know and stuff like that and my mom had to say to me that you know my sister is watching Nicki Minaj and my sister was like <coughs> 13 14 and she was trying to describe who Nicki Min- my mom was trying to describe who Nicki Minaj is to me and she said lanto <laughs> Imagine, bruh. That girl that plays with the bums on TV, mm. you know. <laughs> and and it's clear that you know my mom probably, you know, doesn't like this mm. at all. And she rejects it and she hopes that my do- my her daughter does not want to do that, mm. you know, and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, the, 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 you, what you're mentioning now about, you know, this is like prehistorical stuff dating from way back in a, in a system that was very, very much a sexist yeah. system and so on. Mm. I mean, it, it is true. And it, but at the same time, it's so, it's, it's so easy to frown upon it, uh, uh to frown upon, you know, rib- liberal ladies just mm. twerking on TV. It's so easy to frown upon it because it's, it's still a society in, in society. Part of society. It's still feel you know there's this young society that's so liberal but then there's like the the more conservative older people yeah and there's i mean there are young people who are also I you think, know on the side of the but she rips you know she rips she rips like a new gen like you, you when you let, let me ask you like this when you when you make music right so yeah. when you translate yourself into something that people can absorb do you think of do you think of um the, do you think of the, the generation you're trying to represent and do you think of like these these concepts like these mm-hmm. sexual freedom like your expression as a woman like your res- self-respect as a woman uh, you know these type of things do you feel like when some people say artists have a lot of influence do you yeah. feel like that's a role you could play specifically as Nadia as Nadia Nakai um, the thing is that I try not to do that because I want to be authentic to myself and if I did that that's I the, would I would definitely change the way I dress yeah. and I'll change yeah. the way that I rap and the topics that I talk about because a lot of people aren't as liber- liberated as half the country I guess mm. so I'd always try to stay true to myself and then the people that identify with me are my true fans because that I can maintain if yeah. I'm going to change myself I can't maintain that so yeah. I won't be able to maintain those so, fans so I like what you're saying because the most important thing is you need to decide what influences you so society yeah. will dictate that you should do things like this because they feel like that's not right yeah. but you as an individual being your authentic self decide yeah. what influences you and you need to be yourself at the same time because if you're not how will you ever influence society authentically yeah 
Exactly. Th- that's a powerful thing. Yeah. All right, cool. I mean, earlier we did ask um, about, you know, the black man and woman being a symbol of poverty at the moment. Is it still a thing? And uh, we also got another comment right here from Hope. Yes, the black man is still victim to poverty. The reality is that although this thing, democracy, has happened, there's been very little to no effort to see to it that the black man's mind has been rehabilitated. For such a long time, the conditioning of the black mind was that we are not enough, that we could never make that cut, that we could never stand on our own, that we are incapable. And the reality is that for most of us, that is still the conditioning. And until that is dealt with, we're still going to find ourselves dancing around the same circle, tangled up around the same rope, because the issue is in the mind. And that is not being dealt with. The black man has to come to a place where he believes that he is enough. Because it has never been about the black man being incapable. It's always been about the black man believing that he is incapable. Okay. That's deep. That just gave me goosebumps. Too poetic. In a yeah, really it's all you... about the black man believing that he's incapable. It is a lot mm. of things that happen in your mind that actually restrict you from being great. And I, mm. I've realized that. I know mm. The Secret, y'all know, have all read that book because it was like crazy <laughs> or watch the movie. Yeah. But it's the truth. Really, what you put in your mind becomes your reality. Yeah. That's, that's, so, that's so true. Like the, the thing, what, what, I think Biko said it. He said the, 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 the greatest oppressor is the mind of a black man. Yeah. yeah. And like that, that's the, that's the thing, man. So the, basically sure. we're our own worst enemy. Yeah. You, it's, it's like it's that, crazy. bro. It's like that. It's, it's just the realization that I can be, I yeah. can achieve. Like who I are you? It. I, yeah. yeah. Like I'm alive. Therefore you're, you're, I should, I deserve to live. But you're, I think that's what the youth are doing now yeah. with the, with the fees must fall. They're saying yeah. I deserve yeah. education and the people coming mm. before, after me deserve education. It's this true. is not supposed to be something that is for the privileged or whatever. It's supposed to be something for everybody. Education. You deserve to live. You know what I mean? For me, the, the biggest thing is your first. own worst enemy, but you're also your own liberator at the same time. Yeah. You just got to make the choice. Preach. Hey. Preach. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's zoom into Nadia. Nadia is doing a lot of things in music. What, what's coming up right now? What's, what's new for you? Um, there's a lot new for me. Well, I'm very excited about Philip Orlando, which is happening in uh, seven days. That's raga, 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 raga. Very soon. Very soon. So excited. Like, I'm going for my fittings on Monday. And yeah. it's fabulous. Um, my new music video for Don't Cut It is coming really, really soon. They're busy yeah. editing, so I'm going to be dropping that soon. I'm thinking of working on another EP, like okay. Braga, but like a Braga 2.0. Okay. And then there's a song that I'm going to be dropping, but it's not on the EP. So it's okay. going to be, this is all probably this year. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of stuff Put, going on. And then maybe the, yeah. And then probably the Braga tour will, will yeah. kick off from next year. The grind cool is stuff. real, eh? How about yeah. you warm us up for <laughs> Philip Orlando? Just with no, the, you guys have to come. With a couple of bars. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna be there. Yeah, he hit something. Hit something. Go. Come Sorry, on. Ah, you you're running much. away. Sorry. You're running away. You guys talk too much. I really do have to go. There. I've got another show. So cool. Five next. five second bar. Bye. <laughs> She's so scared. All right, thank you very much for tuning in. This has been an absolutely fantastic show yet again. And thank you very much for everyone for contributing towards the show. It's been absolutely fantastic. Guys, any last words? Hey yeah, man. man. Be you. Live your life on your terms and yeah, man, be your own liberator. That's what it's all about, you know? Yeah, I think I think like um be 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 as expressive as you can be and be you unapologetically yeah. because unapologetic people are usually the people that get a point across and usually the people that represent who they who they really are to the to the best of their ability you know so that's really a good uh example or a good uh yeah a good representation of living your life yeah
Okay. Well, this has been literally one of those short hours again, the shortest hour in the week. Thank you very much for everyone, as as I said again, for contributing, for being part of this fantastic session. And um, until next time. This is CliffCentral.com.